Hello and welcome to a special edition of the In the Money Players podcast. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornital, not in the Brooklyn Bunker, about 3,000 miles from the Brooklyn Bunker here, um, looking out more or less at the Pacific Ocean at uh, Casa Brown, and very excited to uh, be joined today by a man who we bring on from time to time, but you're familiar with his work. He's really the architect of In the Money Plus. He's also behind a very new, interesting handicapping tool called Thorough Pace, which he's going to be telling us about. I refer, of course, to Tyler Wisman. Tyler, what's up, my man? Doing well, Pete. How are you? Things are good. How's it going with the new with the new product? Give people a little little quick uh, overview of what you got yourself into. Yeah, so Thorough Pace, uh, exciting product. Um, obviously, as you can judge by the the name, uh, incorporates a, a bit of pace handicapping. A new tool that we're pretty excited about. So we've been kind of in the the launch phase, which allows people to have free access, which, you know, if you haven't yet signed up for that, you can go to inthemoneypodcast.com slash thoroughpace to sign up for a free account. And that'll be free definitely throughout the remainder of this year. But, you know, the quick overview of Thoroughpace is we're essentially, you know, creating what we call a pace forecast for each race. And that's on a 70 point scale, minus 35 being speed favoring and plus 35 being the other end of the, the spectrum being stretch runner favoring. And so with that mindset, that's kind of the, the most basic product, if you will. And then we also kind of contextualize the the pace that the horses have come out of, if that makes sense. And, you know, again, longtime listeners will hear such horse was closing into a slow pace or, you know, such horse stayed around on a hot pace, you know, near the the lead or on the lead. And we, we typically want to, you know, give those horses extra credit or downgrade those horses. And what we're doing is kind of taking that and more or less automating it and then putting it into context with today's pace, because, you know, there's nothing exciting about a horse that closes into a slow pace and then gets another slow pace today, right? Like if they don't get the proper setup going forward, they're unlikely to be able to capitalize on that previous disadvantageous trip. So that's kind of what we're doing. We have a couple of products that we've released now. I will say that, you know, we're, we're in the process of taking some feedback from some of our earlier users, which we always appreciate and really trying to rethink of how we present it. Um, we've kind of taken a simplified approach and we're definitely going to continue with that, but, you know, stay tuned for that. So again, would encourage everyone to, to go over and check it out in the moneypodcast.com slash thoroughpace to get a, a free account. We don't require a credit card or anything. Um, and you can poke around and, it might help some of my comments today, help them put it into a little better context. I like that idea. And thorough pace is T-H-O-R-O in this context, right, Tyler? Correct. Yep. Excellent. Yeah. Go check that out and, uh, and, and sign up. It's free. And, uh, I, you know, we talk all the time about race design and the idea of starting with what the pace of the race is going to be. So any tool that's going to help us do that is something we want to investigate. Well, in today's show... We're going to use the lens of Thorough Pace where possible to help us figure out what's going on with this $500,000 plus mandatory payout on Del Mar closing day. Very excited to get over there for these races. We kick off in race number four. Now, this is a race where I don't believe we will have a Thorough Pace forecast, right, Tyler, because of the first time starters? Correct. So they, when there's first time starters or if there are first time North American horses, we don't have the objective data that we need to project a, a forecast, if you will. And so with that, with our new format, I can say that we will be able to display the, the speed points that we've assigned. So the thorough pace speed points for each horse. And even though, you know, in the first case, there's four first time starters, I believe that we don't have any data on or three, you know, no, four, sorry. 
And with that, you can still get a pretty good sense of what the other runners are likely to show based on on there. So that that is one improvement and one uh, request that we have from from customers. So we don't have a, a forecast for this. Um, you know, I can't say. And looking at the the horses that have run, I will be looking for a horse that I can project that will show more early speed, uh, or of the first time starters, one that projects to to show a little speed. And so, you know, I'll just kick us off here and say that I will use two A's and two B's. This is probably the least confident leg, you know, maiden claimers, not the the most trustworthy bunch for sure. Uh, But I did want to uh, use the number three prestigious as an A horse. This is a strong move from Mendez. Uh, This horse is a half to multiple winners that have multiple wins. Uh, Specifically, Mendez is three for 10 um, in maiden claiming races, two-year-olds at Del Mar with a 214 ROI. So I'm going to use that horse for sure as an A. And then I'm going to go to the far outside and use the 13 Sweet Halo. Um, of the horses that have, have raced, this one, I think, may have the ability to show the most speed going forward. Um, you know, in the, in the last featured a, a bit of a stretch runner favoring pace. So I'm going to give a, a slight upgrade personally to that. And then the two Bs that I wanted to use were the eight short journey, uh, which, you know, improved second time out, could improve again. Exits the same race as Bruins Mastery, um, which actually was scratched from this race. But still, that that race may be productive. Um, and, you know, them exiting the same race, I was going to use both of them. Bruins Mastery will then allow me to include a different B, which is the number six, Force Acclamation. Uh, the barn, you know, obviously, the, if you want to generalize it, the O'Neill Mora barn, not exactly firing on all c- cylinders. But this horse, again, may also show some speed. Um, and I, I may let the board dictate a little bit on this if it takes any amount of money. But, you know, for me, it's three and 13 as A's and six and eight as B's. It's interesting. We're in lockstep on the A line. I had them in the other order. I did think the 13 uh, sweet hello had a chance to seize control of things from the outset. This horse improved for turf, but might just be improving generally because I look at this breeding and I, I see a horse that supposed to be at least as good, if not better, on dirt. So I did like the 13. I thought you made an excellent case on the prestigious. I don't have much to add. Another one I wanted. But then backup-wise, it's interesting. I didn't initially list your two, and I was going to get involved with as many as four others. I think it's that open. I had written down 2, 7, 9, and 10 as potential uses. This is a tricky race to start this off, and with the mandatory payout, this is one where I would I'm, – I'm kind of okay – um, overspreading a little bit to be alive rather than just focusing on the pick five because of what I assume, uh, you know, this pool is going to look like. So I might do some sort of, after talking to you about it, Tyler, I might do some sort of graded all in this spot, but I'll definitely be pressing up the three and the 13 to kick things off in that uh, maiden claimer. From there, though, we move to stakes action for the two-year-olds in the Cecil B. DeMille, grade three going a mile on the turf. And th- this was a race where I, I was pretty interested in uh, taking on Speedboat Beach with number three, First Piece, who I thought uh, I thought was very, very interesting to get a positive journey. Blinkers off. Mike Smith riding particularly well, um, I, I think, right now. And I think he'll just, you know, let Speedboat Beach give him a toe into the race and, and come calling on the turn. And I think could be uh, tough to deny in this spot. And for a backup, I did want to include number two, Ransomware, as a horse who's, you know, done some very nice running um, in both starts. And and I thought, you know, was suited by the stretch out to a mile last time and and one that uh, looking at uh, looking at just sectionals, I think, should be 
in a good a good attacking position and and uh, just another one I wanted to have on side for the ever dangerous and particularly hot at the moment Phil D'Amato barn. I was going to go three two in here, Tyler. What do you think? And uh, does Thoroughpace have any particular insights on this one? Yeah, so the, the forecast here is plus 29.7, which definitely that's towards the, the end of the spectrum where you want to look for stretch runners. And, you know, obviously that's driven. It doesn't take a, a rocket scientist to figure out that that's driven primarily by your horse, the three first piece, as well as number seven, Speedboat Beach. And, you know, definitely if those two hook up early, I think that it, it definitely will set up for a, a closer. And for me, that uh, closer that I want to use as a, a lone A in this case is the number six, the bull. So, Ryan Hansen having a, a pretty good meet and and definitely um, capable with first time uh, out horses, but this horse just looked like now. Granted, got his setup in the first race. Um, also comes out of that race with ransomware, but I, I thought this horse ran very well and should have a ton of talent. It, it looked a little bit green in the lane, and with any sort of improvement, I think could be very tough um, late in this race. I did also use as a backup, you know, admittedly, the, the forecast says that you want to look for stretch runners. And, and I did uh, include the number three first piece as a backup. But, but quite honestly, that was just because I was actually thinking a little bit opposite of you, which is that Mike Smith actually m might just get really aggressive and sin. And this horse could be, you know, in front of Speedboat Beach. I think that the the difference that I see in this race is that you you could see Flavian trying to ration out the speed on Speedboat Beach, um, trying to get the the extra distance. And you know, if he's not aggressive early, that could leave first piece alone out on the front. Um, so again, that that's one where yes, you have a forecast that says it suggests you want the stretch runners, but then you have to kind of take into consideration the horses, what they're doing. Um, and what the jockey's intentions might be. So, and then the the other thing that I wanted to do, and I'll probably include at least as a C, is a wild long shot, the number one, Colomia, um, which actually this is probably more than anything, uh, you know, just a, a step up in the the last race, looked, uh, you know, fairly professional in winning that race as the, the favorite. Granted, it was a maiden. This is a, a big step up, but the barn is very hot, should get an inside trip. Um, and may be worth including um, if you are able to afford in some deeper tickets. I like the sound of, of all that. A um, little bit of agreement, a little bit of disagreement in that, but it's going to be fun to see how it plays out. Yeah, I was just guessing with the blinkers off and that stretch out speed of Speedboat Beach that it would play out the way I was thinking. But I mean, I like your ideas and I trust um, I trust Mike Smith to, to give that horse a, a good trip and, and hopefully have a little bit more sting in the in the finish with those blinkers off today for the three runner there. We'll see how it plays out. Race number six, we go to a Calbred Allowance Field of eight going six furlongs. Tyler, we'll keep it with you. Yeah, so so race six is sprint on the dirt, but actually has a, a thorough pace forecast of minus 12, which is actually rated as neutral. But for me, typically when I get into the the minus numbers overall, I'm, I'm looking for forwardly placed horses. And I actually, you know, don't know for sure what the intentions of number five holiday arousal are. But my hope is that that is one where you know, Hess is pretty good off the claim. Um, I've always liked, you know, over the years, through the years, at least Hess and DeSormo teaming up. Uh, this is a, a horse that gets back to state bred company uh, from, from open company. And I'm really just hopeful that, uh, you know, DeSormo is aggressive from the start. Uh, his best race is over the, the Del Mar dirt course. So there are a few things to like at eight to one. Again, I'm, I'm going to use as an A, but I'm also going to use two other horses equally as A's. I'm just going to use three A's using them all equally since my top opinion. And I'll, uh, this will be a, a, a 
repeating theme that I'll use in the last race. So my top opinion is eight to one. The other two are a little shorter, um, but I'm going to use them all as A's. And that gives me a little bit um, extra coverage theoretically from a value perspective um, by doing so. At least that's how I'm thinking about it. The other two that I wanted to use were the one I know cash flow, um, Peter Miller, Flavian Pratt, um, you know, definitely jockey upgrade here and thinking that that one could be um, very tough. And then I'll go to the far outside um, resilient, which overcame a speed favoring uh, race in its last gets an outside gate. Um, like the the idea of this one being able to close if for whatever reason, a couple of horses send and this heats up more than expected. This one should be able to, um, you know, close quite well into to any of any pace that's there. Yeah, I think Resilient won't be too far back just looking at pace figures despite the the closing run um against the flow last time. I, I was very I was very interested in in him and made him my top pick. And then another one that I wanted to use uh, who I thought was interesting getting back onto the right surface second off the layoff number 7 brace for impact I didn't think would be too far back. I was going to use the eight and the seven as A's, and I'm extremely open to including backups in here. So I, I like your cases on the one and the five as well. No, no backups for you. Just those three A's in the, in race six. Yeah. I'm going to try to get through with those three. Try to lock it up uh, five, one, eight for our friends in the capital region for Tyler race. Number seven, we've got grade one action in the matriarch Phillies and mares three and up going this mile on the turf. And I'm extremely boring in here. So I'm just going to go ahead and volunteer my opinion that, uh, that regal glory is going to take an awful lot of beating off that really rough trip in the breeders cup. I mean, I think she's just going to be in a great attacking position under Pratt has loads of finish as well. We know what she's capable of. I did want to take a little shot with a backup with number five Hamwood flyer, who I did think had the opportunity to get loose potentially. Now Regal glory is probably going to be close enough that uh, she's going to be able to make her own trip and it's not going to be a problem, but I did want at least one backup line you know, one five ticket, but lots of six tickets for me in the matriarch. Am I oversimplifying it or is this one all about regal glory? Yeah, I, I think so. I think we're in a, a lot of agreement. So the, the forecast here is plus 1.8 and pretty much all of that positive um, pace that's coming from this race is coming from your backup, the five Hamwood flyer. Definitely think that, you know, regardless of whether the, the five can win, we'll definitely have a say in this race. And, you know, I, I think that Mike Smith, to your point, is riding well, but uh, maybe I'm getting a little bit too creative here. But I'm actually thinking that he's going to look at this race saying he is lone speed and that he's not going to go as early as would probably benefit him early. And, you know, to hear that phrase, it's been echoed so many times on this, like inviting the closers into the race. Yep. And with that, I think the number six, Regal Glory, as you said, is is the one that, you know, the the only negative that I have with Regal Glory, because, you know, I'm, I'm more or less drawing the line through that last race. And if you do that, then she just towers over this field. I actually think if you can use Regal Glory as a lone A, which I will do, you, you may actually be able to create a little bit of equity on a, you know, even money favorite. And the reason that I say that is because, you know, people that are just taking a cursory glance at that last race may suggest she's, you know, going the wrong way. I don't I don't necessarily think that. Um, anyway, the, the only negative that I have with her is she's maybe the one that's forced to do the, the dirty work. Right. She she may have to keep Hamwood Flyer honest and, you know, perhaps that jeopardizes her trip a little bit late. So, um, but still, I'm, I'm going to use as a, a lone A. I do think that she will be very, very tough um, in this spot. The, the two horses, the two other horses that I want to mention is. 
you know, unless I'm missing something, Irad makes the trip here again. It's it's a Grade One race, and um, you know, Dolce Zell is not without a chance. I guess I would use as a backup, and you know, I, I've kind of used this theory or thought process a little bit with the Chad Brown barn. Um, so many times he has multiple horses and, you know, there are times where looking at what they're trying to accomplish for the horse can be very important. And Dolce Zell, granted a three-year-old, plenty of time, presumably she will come back next year to get that grade one. But this is a, a grade one spot that she doesn't have. She actually doesn't have it. And perhaps they're just thinking any black type would be useful um, at this point in her career. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think, you know, again, given Irad's presence, I, I would be inclined to use as a backup. But the other horse that I think, and, and I may actually bet this race quite a bit vertically, is keying off the number two, England's Rose. Um, so if you look at this horse, the definite step up in class, but when you look at the last race, really closed into a race that that fevered, favored uh, speed runners, right? So overcoming that in the last, this is a big class test. I get that. But I do think that this horse is, even as a six-year-old, his la her last was the, the best. And, you know, I, I think just likes the Del Mar turf okay, likes this distance probably best. And I'm actually going to use her and key her quite a bit underneath. So I don't necessarily love Espinosa on the turf, but, you know, he's, he's more than capable. And I think the inside uh, trip here is is really key to this one, perhaps juicing up some of the trifectas. Yeah, I, lo I love her as an underneath horse coming off the second off the long layoff uh, on time form. We'd say closing into those blue fractions, you know, against the flow, whatever you want to say the last day. And yeah, should definitely be should definitely be running late or cool, cool breeding on her. And uh, John Sheriffs can certainly have one ready for the big race. Not sure she's good enough to win, but I love your underneath ideas and certainly one if you are willing to, to take on Regal Glory a bit to to leave to leave in the mix and yeah you never really have to twist my arm too hard to get me to include the other chad brown a day after i allowed foolishly allowed the other grand motion to knock me out of the late pick five at del mar i'm stinging from that one a little bit today but yeah dolce zell makes sense as well but yeah most of my money will be running at least half my money probably more will be running through regal glory in there and it doesn't sound like our opinions are are too different and i, and I like your idea of coming up with some verticals there let's move on to the last two legs in this mandatory pick six sequence, starting with race number eight, where we've got a starter allowance going a mile on the dirt and a nice field of 10 going postward. I'm going to take a wild guess that this one features a, uh, a, a, a projection that's going to favor the front runners. Am I right in that? Yeah, so the forecast is plus uh, 0.62, which technically is, is neutral, but again, kind of in that range where you're exactly right. I'm, I'm looking for horses that are going to be forwardly placed for sure on my ticket. And uh, what numbers will grace your tickets, Tyler? So for me, the, I'm, I'm going to use the number seven street art as a loan A. Um, so my hope here is that, you know, you get J.J. Hernandez um, in the irons and no disrespect to the previous jockeys. But um, I'm thinking that this is a, a pretty, pretty big upgrade in the irons. Hope that he's aggressive from the gate and maybe able to control this the entire way. Um, you know, the horses race two back is is definitely a, a solid race over this surface. And, and again, I'm, I'm thinking that may be able to get loose and hopefully hangs on. I will use three horses as B's. So I will use uh, Papal, Bright Leaf and One Coming. So the eight is Papal. Um, the number, sorry, uh, four is Bright Leaf and the number five on Coming. Nothing necessarily to um, discuss in, in too much great depth there. Obviously with Papal, you get Glatt and Irad. Um, this horse runs well fresh. Um, the number 
um, Four Horse, Brightleaf, Sadler, Ronas, Rosario. We've, we've all seen that. So that connect on connections alone, I will use as a B. And then again, I wanted to use the number five um, oncoming as a, a an include as well that, you know, looks like a turf horse. But if you go back and look at the, the dirt races, they're not, you know, just the, the one dirt race, but it wasn't really out of norm for the form that the horse was in at the time. So yep. I'm, I'm okay including that one as well. We're in lockstep here. I mean, same same four numbers, same order. I just the only difference I had uh, the seven and the eight on the A line and backed up with the four and the five. So we can leave that one. Uh, we can leave that one alone. But yeah, we'll see. I, I was guessing it would flow to the front. That was part of my attraction to the seven, the eight, and why I graded them the way I did. But on connections, the four and the five definitely worthy backups as well we close it out with our nightcap race number nine we've got an allowance race going a mile and a 16th on the turf another race i thought might have a a flow to the front kind of look but we'll bring back tyler to answer the key question in this mandatory payout pick six how are we going to get paid yeah so i'm hoping that we get paid here with uh friends of of in the money and and number four mecklenburg and to your point um so this has a forecast of plus 10.7 which again kind of falls in that neutral pace on the turf you know that who who knows exactly what some of these jockeys will do um but if you look at like the the past races all of these horses are roughly coming out of, of races that are kind of blue in our numbers that have you know highly negative numbers on the the front and you know what that means to me is that any horse that can get aggressive early likely has a good shot and so you know if you were to to run into billy and he hasn't given instructions already hopefully we can be (laughs) aggressive with the the four horse from lrf and and get paid that way so um, i am going to kind of again because of the price of the number four mecklenburg 10 to 1 on the morning line I'm, I'm going to use three horses as A's. And again, I'm going to hopefully create a little bit of value by um, using that horse and then a, a couple of other horses that are shorter prices. Um, I also need to mention the number 10 Lincoln Hawk, which actually comes in as a, a fairly big upgrade, if you will, from the, the thorough pace numbers. So this horse um, comes out of a, a race, uh, definitely hasn't had much success at Del Mar, but the horse is in good form and has, you know, probably one of the, the better late kicks. And in its last race, it overcame a thorough pace uh, that had a, a, a pace uh, rating of minus 34 and basically went from last to second in that race, despite that very speed favoring uh, pace. So with that, um, obviously getting IRAD in the irons will probably hurt the price, which not excited about. Um, but that that was a, a very solid race um, by that horse. And, and I think one with the, the barn and the connections, you definitely have to use and then the other horse that I want to use is um, the number five horse, Earl's Rock. And, you know, really that horse exits the same race as the the horse and was actually beat by Count of Amazonia. Um, you know, technically speaking, Count of Amazonia, you know, galloped out much in head, looked full of run. Uh, but I'm, I'm actually hoping that Flavian can make up any any distance here or any um you know, flip flip the script a little bit here. And I also think that Earl's Rock had a little bit of subtle trouble, had to steady a little bit on the turn. I think that probably would have been enough to make up the difference, at least on uh, account of Amazonia. So again, I'm, I'm four, five, 10 in here um, in that order. And I will use them equally. Another very, very similar reading of this race by me, though I'll throw in one other runner. I had it, uh, Basically, my notes were some combination of four, five, nine, and ten. The angle on the nine, another horse that was comes out of that Count of Amazonia race and finished in behind Earl's Rock and Count of Amazonia. But I just think looking at how this race shapes up on paper, Zofarelli might get a beautiful trip 
just in behind the speed and be able to get the jump on Count of Amazonia this day. I don't hate the idea if you can afford the coverage of throwing in a fifth number and having some ones on the ticket just from a strict reading of the form and those closing sectionals. But I just think the way this race is going to play out, it's going to unfold a little too late for Count of Amazonia. I prefer to go with the uh, some combo again of the four, five, nine, and 10 to close things out. Well, Tyler, that was great stuff. Really appreciate having you on. We'll be hearing more about ThoroughPace. We encourage people to go and sign up for free to that link in the moneypodcast.com slash ThoroughPace. And uh, Godspeed today, my friend. Likewise. Good luck, Pete. Cheers. All right. Great stuff from Tyler. We'll thank him one more time. We'll thank uh, all our friends over at uh, ThoroughPace for their support. Most of all, we'll thank all of you for listening, making these shows so much fun to do. Great running into some uh, listeners out at Del Mar yesterday. Hopefully we'll see a few more over there today. We'll be back uh, during the week from Tucson. I'm Peter Thomas Fornital. May you win all your photos.